who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Oh, I just had some chili heatwave Doritos. Why well, we always got to talk about food at the start of the podcast? It's relatable, because we Dale. Always, we normally <laughs> record just eats. after lunch. <laughs> I'm just relatable in general, though. It's not like um, a robot. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's suspicious how often you remind people that you eat. Do you? you we never talk about how good we sleep. Yeah, well, you got to do it. Like, um, I haven't had a tangerine in a bit, but uh, yeah, I just had some chili heatwave Doritos. Are good though, aren't they? They're pretty good. They're kind yeah. of a misnomer. Like, they are nice. it, You know, like they're not really that spicy. They're you were nice. chopsticks guy. Oh, chili heat wave. Yeah, <laughs> for Doritos. Oh, I know to make some sure people that, like. Yeah. To, yeah, it doesn't get in your fingers. No, I'm not. Oh, I'm, I'm sod a normal off. Person, get messy. It's fine. No, like when you're eating an orange, you always get messy. It's part of the Actually, process. I, I have a I have a bathroom in my house. I can just wash my hands after. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm not someone who like you know eat Doritos while I play games or anything. I'm not doing that. I'll, I'll sit down and watch TV and eat something. You know, I'm not. I'm not a snacker while I play games. There is. So. There is some food. Are we really going off? We've on got. Here? I'm sure yeah. we've done um, this before. I, I, I bowl a popcorn sometimes when I'm playing mm. games. Some think, grapes. They're clean. You don't get. Yeah. You know. You just pop them in. A friend of mine. Uh, I say friend. Just somebody I follow on Twitter. But she talked about how, um, for efficiency's sake, um, she would crush up a bag of Maltesers. And just mm. like rather than pick each individual one up, just have crushed Maltesers and pour that into her mouth. And I think about that quite a lot. I as- just eat Maltese. I mean, you're not getting as long as they're not like you know, like it's the height of summer and they're not melting as soon as you touch them. You're mm. pretty safe with a Malteser. I well, I mean, that would go against everything I believe when it comes to eating Maltesers, which is you got to suck all the chocolate exactly before you true. suck. Um, they're the ultimate suckable. So snack. that's the question for this week. Um, <laughs> How do you prefer your Malteser? Yeah. Suck em. What is the ultimate suckable snack? <laughs> right. Um, what are we talking about this week? We're, we're doing a bit a bit of this, bit of that. Uh, that last Twitch show is pretty good. We're not really going to talk about it this week, but everyone, if you're watching it, you know it's good. Um, mm-hmm. we're gonna... the three people out of you out there that haven't seen it yet, go on, check yeah, it out. Exactly. 
right? or if you're saving them up, you're in for a treat. Um, we're going to talk about. We're going to come up with our um, like what we would like to see. Seeing as Last of Us is, is doing so well, what would we like to see is the next great video game TV adaptation. We kind of did something similar a little while ago, but this time we're just nailing in on like a show each, and we're gonna we're gonna build it. Um, not competitively, just a little bit of fun. We'll get to that in a bit. First, we've got a few little things we've been playing, we've been seeing. We're gonna get round to. Um, we kind of we to- spoke about Dead Space quite a bit a couple of weeks ago, but now it's out. Um, been playing it a bit myself. Um, I know Dale, you've Ooh. already finished it more than twice, is it? Uh, I've done it twice, but it feels like about six times because <laughs> I had to redo stuff a lot of times for videos for work. Yeah. So yeah, I fought that final boss about six times now. Oh, yeah. good. You, you must love that. Um, uh, that's one of the worst parts of the game. So exactly. Not so much. I remember that from the original. Um, I'm, I'm taking my time with it to be honest. I'm still in chapter four or five. I've just been playing bits here and there, but I'm really liking it. Uh. It's kind of, I think we talked about last time, everything you kind of want from a remake just kind of only really builds on what was already a great game. I have a couple of tiny little grievances, like Mm -hmm. just add a nice little like backstep or a nice little slight dodge would have gone a long way to making the gameplay a little less stiff. But it's still, it's by no means a bad combat system. So yeah, Yeah. I'm having a good time. I would say there's, um, if you really wanted to, you could argue about in-game sort of universe rules about why Isaac might not be the most sort of dexterous We can person. take a back step, though. I'm asking yeah. to take one step back. That's all I'm asking. It's not a I combat mean, role. It's, yeah. ne- it's, it's never... Well, I mean, I'm thinking of a Resident Evil 3-style dodge would have been good. Uh, I'm just also, thinking like, a, yeah, like an Elder Ring, just back step. That's all I'm, there are, all have I you need. come across the enemies yet? So there's a couple of enemies in that game, and once you've played it for a few times, you're just like... This is just not fun. This is just really annoying. And you know, the, the ones, they're called pregnants and they have loads of little, like, weird oh, the little spidery creatures. Ones. It's fine yeah. if you have the flamethrower. But if you, if sometimes you're dealing with something else and they come from behind yeah. and then you've just got to stand there and mas- mash X until they fall yeah, off you. And it's just like, is this It's fun? a little bit arcade. I know there's a lot of people talk, it's that thin line between, you know, honouring the original, but also you can improve it if it, you know, it is an old yeah, game. Yeah. Like interesting there are that things we could have because they're thinking about taking the quick time events out of Resident Evil Four uh, in the remake. Oh. Which... Isn't that not confirmed? Like, yeah, they are. They yeah, have yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. into that. Although, how does it work with the the big boulder sections? Exactly. I don't know, yeah, yeah, the Krauser fight as well. What's that? The Krauser be like? fight is a good. You know, yeah. QTs get a bad name in general, but they they do have their time and place every now and then. Sometimes uh, they'll come up in games now, and I'm like, I can't be bothered to mash X. Mm. I like, mean, like <laughs> Hi-Fi Rush has. They're kind, they're not really they're rhythm game QTs, and they you know yeah. they they work for that. But, Do you know what? Yeah. I was, because um, of The Last of Us, I've been going through some other bits and I was watching a couple of clips of The Last of Us Part 2 yesterday. Mm. That has really good QTs, which may not necessarily feel like them, but there's a scene when Ellie's tied up and you see a scene happening in front of you where Dean is mm. being like attacked yeah, yeah. and you've got a sort of like slide. It's like, it is quick time in a way because you've got a slide and you've got to hit the buttons to grab the mm-hmm. glass and cut the rope and stuff. And I feel like those ones can be like really worthwhile but when you're arbitrarily just hitting hit x now hit square now it's not really yeah. one-to-one connected to anything in yeah. that now fully um you know they give the option on a lot of games now for like button mashing x to close the door i've now fully just in yeah. all in on the hold x instead of yeah uh, yeah i'm there option. i like the uh the generator starting stuff for in last of us part two as well yeah. mm-hmm. especially because well, it like ta- it lulls you into that sense of like all all i've got to do is do this and then it kind of breaks the illusion at some point yeah. in a way that i won't spoil well, but it's tactile, right? It's one-to-one. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the important part about it. It's, it's that feeling like you are actually creating the motion. 
um mm-hmm. not just yeah like in what it used to be in like god of war 3 when it's just you're in midair hit circle now and it's like <laughs> it really feel like it connects you know i first yeah. i first used to I first noticed I hated them playing um, Arkham Asylum because I there when you open up the grates as Batman you uh, need to constantly yeah. mash X and Just I was like I'm Batman presses. I'm strong I don't need to prove how strong I am <laughs> like this. Oh, yeah. those ripping off the great set that is a proof of how yeah, strong but you should he is, just though, do it in one it should actually it <laughs> works fine. backwards because I have to yeah. like work really hard to do it where yeah, Batman yeah. should just be like nah I, this is nothing to me but it but it makes you like I don't know about you guys but I feel like sometimes it makes me not want to bother I'm mm. like oh fuck it can I go another way because yeah, I yeah. just can't be bothered with <laughs> this process I had process. that recently uh, well in Dead Space actually I was like having fun trying out all the different suits I've got but it takes like 30 seconds to change each time so I'm like yeah. can't be bothered I don't even know what three of them look like now really I just can't bother to look at them the, uh, so, there's <laughs> one called the infested one which is all is like a rotting corpse and when he takes off his helmet is actually his head is in the helmet and you just see like his little voice box and stuff hanging out of his throat that's throat. great it's nice nice anyway yeah that space <laughs> is good I haven't got much more to say um, is M. Night's new film good no um, oh, I think I said, it's. I well, think it's fine. I don't think it's good. Knock at the cabin. M Night. Uh, his new film. I just call him. I don't know why I just call him M Night all the time. I just like. I just think it's cool to call him M Night. It was. Um, I saw a uh, little interview afterwards as well with the cast, uh, and they all just called him Knight as well, which I'm like, Knight, oh, I love. That's good. I wish that was my Knight. name. Yeah, yeah. yeah Knight um, would do this. Knight would do that. Hell yeah! Oh my god. <laughs> Once you know. A man who, in my eyes, I know, has always, always been a bit, not controversial, you know, split people, not no pun intended, yeah. on, uh, <laughs> uh, on whether they like his films. But for a good period, like the first few films of his career were pretty, like, you know, yeah. non-stop banging. Like he, he carved out that kind of niche of sci-fi slash kind of horror, but always just with a twist. You know you're going to get a twist. But then the run kind of ended abruptly and it's been... It's been a rocky road since then. Like, not all you... of them have been bad, but there have been. Like, I'd be really interested for both of you. Where do you think the run ended? Like, what Let was me the first one where you were a little bit? This I'll is dodgy. The... Da, da, da. I'm just bringing up, bring up the list very quickly. I'm not, I, honestly, like, I can't pinpoint the exact film, but I feel like once oh, he realised Lady in the War. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's once, the early bad he... one. Once he realised this is the formula that works for me, which could have easily been in like Unbreakable, uh, maybe a little bit afterwards, it just lo- I just lost interest because I'm like, you just mm. you found your formula, and but he's I really good at coming up with concepts, but then he's a slave to the formula every time. But then after Unbreakable, you've got Signs in the Village, which are maybe my two. Uh, they are my two favourite uh, okay. of his. I've never seen the Village. Is oh, that so- I- that's interesting. I absolutely love it. I also okay. really like The Village as well. And I remember a time okay. where people would tell you that it was like where he started getting bad. But I think mm. that the like the twist specifically in that one is one of the best. I think the yeah, performances are really good. Like the, the, the design of the like creature as well is really great. Um, mm-hmm. There's so much about The Village that I really love. And so I come into watching this new one. I haven't seen um, Old, the most recent um, Oof, film that he produced. It's a stinker, mate. But I kind <laughs> of stinker. like stinkers like that, you know? <laughs> I but it's one like where it's so, like everybody yeah. in it is terrible and mm. everybody is unlikable. Then they say things that make no sense. It's not like, it's a cool premise, right? That's definitely why I watched mm. it. Like It's That's a cool premise. But it's not, 
it's just an infuriating experience all the way through it. I never thought, oh, like, this is so... It's not like The Room where it's so bad, it's mm-hmm. good. It's just good enough that it's infuriating. Yeah. I would say in the past, what, it's about 15 years now, he's made, what, eight films, and prob- Split is okay, and The Visit is worth watching. Apart from that, uh, it's not, he's, he's got what, The Happening, The Last Airbender, After yeah, it's Earth, definitely not Glass, last airbender. Old, and now Knock at the Cabin, which again... Is a tantalising prospect, which I'm sure you'll set up yeah. for us in a second, Matt. Mm. But I've actually heard that this this book is all right, and this book is particularly grim. But so I was, a, I was kind of hopeful, if I'm honest. I've had a chat since about what the uh, the book does differently than this, um, and mm. I wish they adapted that book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm being overly harsh. I think there's quite a lot of here to be interested in. The premise is cool. It's about uh, a family that are in a cabin, and some strangers show up, one of them being Dave Batista. And the strangers tell them that one of you in this cabin will have to kill one of the other. You all get to decide who that is. Otherwise, the world ends. Um, and it's about just having that idea for the rest of the uh, the runtime. It's about them. Yeah. It reminds me of The Box. Mm, yeah. Did you ever watch The Box? We've talked Cameron about The Diaz. Box a little bit before. Weirdly. Yeah, <laughs> which, uh, again, utter car crash that I was very excited for. But mm-hmm. yeah. So it like the interesting part of this premise is that um, the people in the cabin don't necessarily believe this information just because they've been given it, and mm-hmm. also the the cast of strangers are all really good at portraying this like, reluctance themselves. Like even though they wholeheartedly believe this themselves, they don't like what they have to do in order to be able to make sure that it happens. I think that Batista is very very good in this. He has this like gentleness and this reluctance, as I said, that is absolutely worth seeing just as a bit of a character study. Um, But it just doesn't carry itself all the way through. Um, It's just an instance of nearly there... You know, and mm-hmm. I would have seen. I would have loved to have seen this, maybe with a different director, maybe with a different adaptation mm. of the script. Definitely, there is something here that it just doesn't meet. How um, I've got the big question here: How good is Rupert Grint uh, in the film? He doesn't do his accent very well. He likes to. He likes to say that he's from Boston, but that's oh, not okay. what he does. Oh, I didn't realize he was doing a Boston yeah. accent. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> good luck to him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's. Fine. He's, he's so not... is it like mm-hmm. is is it the twist and the ending that lets it out? Is it in general just not that interesting? So that's like to say that it has a twist is pretty erroneous. Like it really is about these people coming to terms with what they think about the information that they've been given. Uh, and to say more than that would be kind of spoiling it. But there's no there isn't a surprise, I think, that that's that's the thing that really kind of got me. But maybe the lack of a surprise is also in itself a twist. Maybe he's gotten to that level of meta. I think he's thinking like that. (laughs) Um, The big question for me is whether I will watch this when it comes to streaming platforms is how long is it? (laughs) It's not overly long i think how much of a shit can i put with this one it's only a hundred minutes yeah okay perfect all right because i like interesting curiosity that's that's the thing right i end up even though i don't like him as a director and haven't as a long time i end up watching his films all the time because i think he's one of the best at premises even though it's based on a book like he spotted this and you know financed if you you watch the visit i'd heavily suggest watching the visit if you haven't that's actually good I watched that one. The last, I mean, I watched the all the ones with, um, you know, the glass and split and mm. all those ones, and then I watched 
uh, was it called Devil, the one in the elevator? That I is think? His, I think he produced, produced that. that okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there was a few others I saw here and there, but yes, I've been actively like, avoiding He was him kind of, of yeah, the king of the little puzzle box movie for a while. And yeah. ah, we should have done a feature on puzzle box movies because there's a lot going on. We'll mm-hmm. do that one day. But um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of still in tune this because I am actually a big, despite not really care about wrestling or i did watch a few a little bit of the royal rumble the other day Dale, you'll be did pleased, you? you know? i did um didn't Why? know after people jumping in because i was up late the rumble though yeah <laughs> i was up late and i saw people talk about i was like i might check this out uh Fair enough. i saw logan paul jump off some things I was oh, like, that was done. amazing um, it annoys it was me annoying. how good yeah, it was paul annoying that it was yeah. that it was quite impressive <laughs> he's wasn't it? really really yeah, excellent fair play to the guy <laughs> yeah. right he's found He's found a job where he can just be himself mm-hmm. and just being be himself a is a really yeah. good thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, After uh, Earth, I watched that. That was dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking I'm at his list. The visit. Get on the visit. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm not I'll saying it's it. the most incredible thing, but it's, it's good. So for Knock at the Cabin, it's Walk, Don't Run. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll do that. Um, but Bal- I, I, do you know what? Bautista is a brilliant actor, I think. Yeah. Um, so there we go. I will watch it for him. What else have we got to talk about? Do, 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 let me find the right doc. Oh, lots of games have been dying. That's it. Uh, we'll try and keep it happy. But um, yeah, this game it's just like every like every twelve hours, it's just like this live service game is shutting down. It's been a bit wild. It started off with what Apex Mobile, Rumbleverse, and then the one that uh, I would say not hit me because you know I. I I don't actively play any of these games that have died, but that's, that's why City. it was you. Yeah. They were exactly. waiting for the card. This is why they are dying. This it, is the oh, problem, I love but... somebody in an office that's like, "Oh, we we're just short one person." Like, oh, if, if it was Simon Cardi um, had logged on that day, we would have been exactly. fine. Exactly, I just didn't do it. But Knockout City is a game for a couple of weeks at launch. I played quite a bit. It was the volleyball like one. Um, it was genuinely ball. really good Dodgeball, fun. I think we it? gave it like a nine out. Of, I think we gave Rumbleverse a nine out of ten. Like these are good games that are being shut down. I think Apex Mobile. We also gave a nine out. Of, like these. Are all good games but i suppose that's just the inherent problem if your game is a live service game is you are relying on people to log in every day and there's only so many games you can log into every day (laughs) you have to have a capture of an audience you have to you have to be the biggest thing that exists otherwise it it isn't any point really continuing like it needs to be you need to be Fortnite really to please anybody that invested into it it. i think how the process goes I feel like, yeah, what the last few years we've had a rush of a lot of live service games. You've seen, obviously, Warzone, Apex, proper uh, Fortnite. They're not going anywhere. Mm. They're, they've got their fan base. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot less of these games popping up in the next years just because so, like, um, they've barely lasted a year of these games. Very mm. interesting that um, Death First Let It Die as well has decided to like not pause let it die. development. Yeah, exactly. They're keeping yeah. it going. They're just having a little <laughs> pause while they fix it and like make it good. So fingers crossed that one at least can learn some lessons from all yeah. of this. I mean, don't, you, you don't really play any of these, do you? So you, you I played Knockout less. City. No, I don't care, to be honest. Uh, but, um, but Knockout City, I did play for about 10 minutes. And only, <laughs> <That wasn't laughs> I, just thought, I just thought, yeah, I get it. But it's just, am I going to play this? No, so why invest my time? It was fun for that week where I did have a couple yeah. of people to play it with. Um, and then, I yeah. would say with Knockout City in particular, though, it did feel like it was dead on arrival. In terms of like, it's sometimes it's not, you can make the greatest game, but if it isn't, if it doesn't have the right sort of title and promotional work mm-hmm. and stuff, if you mm-hmm. can't get people in the door, then it's never going to work. And it definitely felt like it, it was a, one of those sort of situations. I really had to struggle to play it. Like I, I looked at it and thought, not interested, but I will play it because people are talking about it. 
a friend of mm-hmm. mine who's a really big Apex player uh, just doesn't like the aesthetic of it. Like, yeah, was like, I, I, I can agree with that. So I did mm-hmm. play quite a bit of Apex, to be fair, but it is part of my job to play these games. Uh, but if it wasn't, I definitely wouldn't have because of that reason. Mm-hmm. I feel like the art style just does nothing for me. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, However, I, mean, I absolutely want to bring up that Knockout City has a soundtrack that is... Yeah, so that same year, a uh, TV version of the anime Cowboy Bebop uh, was launched. Mm-hmm. Knockout City's soundtrack is a better representation of what Cowboy Bebop is than the TV show called Cowboy oh. Bebop. Yeah, it's at, it's like they made Cowboy Bebop 2 for the soundtrack. They had it called it Cowboy Bebop, so if it might exactly. still be there, mate. Yeah, very possible. Yeah. Anyway, you've got you've got until June to play Knockout City. It's, it's bizarre, isn't it? These games just... It's not even like they're stopping adding anything. The servers are gone. You just can't. You will never be able to play. That's this how again. little mm-hmm. value it has that they can't even. They don't even want to like. Exactly. like even the yeah. worst games, like I know this is just talk about preservation. We're not going to go too far into that, but like, yeah, you just might be able to play this. Like, mm-hmm. like the worst games in the world from twenty years ago. Find a disc, play it. Like, yeah. but yeah, this genuinely good game won't be playable again, which is, is quite sad. But mm-hmm. yeah, there you go. We enjoyed you for a bit, Knockout City, and we're part of the problem because we don't play you every day. But I can't play you every day. Got so, other stuff to do. I feel like this is a breakup. I'm going through. It's like it's not my <laughs> it's not my fault. I just didn't have the time to commit to this. That's <laughs> it. Like, yeah, I'm a busy person. Don't be person. blaming yourself if if they made a product that everybody wanted to play. But Dale, this I'm wouldn't somebody be an blames issue. myself. I'm a, I'm an apologist. <laughs> yes. Uh, but there we go. Uh, what are we going to talk about now? What is oh, this on the running Matt, order? I can see. You next. want to talk about uh, something you are very excited about? I am. Uh, I genuinely, for better or for worse, think this might be the future of entertainment, boys. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Let's take guesses. What? Do, I mean, I know what it is. But what, we can what see what it is it on the running order. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so the future I, of entertainment could be what a thirty. 30- 40-year-old TV show? Is that what yeah, you're saying? pretty much. Or maybe the production of uh, a revival of this 30, 40-year-old Just TV show. Just to be clear, it's not 40 years. No, it's 30, <laughs> it's 30 years old. 1993 um, was the yeah. first episode of... Seinfeld. There we go. Which I don't think, for legal reasons, I don't think that this thing is actually trying to emulate Seinfeld, although you might you might think it to look at it. Mm-hmm. Um there is a Can Twitch I just channel. Add before I get corrected, mm-hmm. 1993 was the first time Seinfeld was shown in the UK. 1989 was the first airing <laughs> oh, in the US. Wow. We got it four years later. I wasn't alive in 89. So there we go. Carry on, Matt. <laughs> Thanks, Simon. Um, so there's a Twitch channel this week that has started broadcasting. Oh, it started in December, but it really like took a firm foothold. Um, that's broadcasting a sitcom very similar to Seinfeld that um, is entirely generated by AI. So all of the assets, you know, the character models and the set design has been done, like that's been authored, but all of the scripts and all of the voice acting is entirely mm-hmm. AI generated. I don't like this. And <laughs> it's pretty wonky. Um, like none of the, the characters will sometimes occupy the same space in the environment. They'll like fuse into each other. And the, sometimes the script will run out of stuff to say and the camera won't cut away to another thing. Okay. And it's also not funny, but it's funny in that it's not funny. You're not selling me on the future of entertainment here. <laughs> However, it's a proof of concept. Okay. And it is just like 20% degree of polish that this needs to actually be something that will just be a thing from now on. I'm does making it, a very firm prediction here. Do they always feel like concise stories that it's telling? Yeah. Like 
the AIs talking to each other have a consistency in the logic. Like they can only really read the line that has come beforehand and then decide to go to the end of this. But sometimes they will do like a complete skit and it will have okay. a beginning, middle and an end. It won't it won't be always be good, but it has a consistent internal logic. And so is the AI sort of ad- ad-libbing like with each other? Absolutely, yeah. So yeah. it'll start sometimes like it'll be like, oh, I got a new job this week doing, you know, laundry for everybody. Be like, oh, what's what detergent that do you use? That type of stuff. Um, they will have a pattern and then probably end with a joke. Are these jokes good though? Like, because no. I assume, yeah. You you told me you started this by saying this of YouTube. Right. This sounds awful. It's it's a dark future of entertainment. Yeah, like, absolutely. Does it like does it actually like time it to like twenty twenty five minutes or is no, it just like do little like, skits? Yeah, it's like a scene Seven of hours. an episode. So what okay. it will do, it will start with Larry, one of the characters, doing a stand up set where he talks mm-hmm. directly to the audience and everybody right, in the okay. chat is like, hi, Larry. Uh, he'll do like a little bit about something and it will normally have a little bit of a joke end to it. And then What's it will the name cut. of his uh, crazy um, mate? I can't, he lives it's, across the hall, doesn't he? With the crazy hair. It's Coppler or something like that. Yeah. I think it's Kramer. No, in they call it something. <laughs> uh, I'm so like... I'm they not, use different names. Here's my... Um, yeah. My shame is that I've never seen an episode of Seinfeld, despite mm-hmm. being an absolutely massive Kirby enthusiasm fan. Yeah, but I've weird. never watched Seinfeld. Not that you need to, but you mm-hmm. know, some of the jokes are a little lost on me. But like, I don't know. Could I? Like, a lot of people go, "Yeah, you can go back and watch it all now." I have thought about it, but I'm like, I don't know if it was. A lot one of, of friends shows. of mine have rewatched it since. Like, had never mm-hmm. seen it at the time. It's one of those shows you don't need to. You don't need to watch it in order. Just exactly, pick a couple yeah. of episodes and see if it's for you, sort of thing. You know. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I mean, I don't have the time to play Knockout City. Do I have the time to watch Seinfeld? <laughs> I mean, that is, Seinfeld is like significantly more revered than Knockout City is. The thing is, like, I'm never gonna. I don't think that I'd ever just sit down, and put on an episode of Seinfeld. No, like, it's the sort background. of thing. If it had the same amount of rotation that Friends did on UK TV, mm. I probably would have watched them all by now. And to my shame, I've probably seen almost episode of Friends well, not out of choice. They're just on. Very interesting that you bring this up because I had an interview with the creators of uh, Infinite Seinfeld, which is called Nothing Forever, by the way, is the real name. Mm-hmm. If you want to search for that on Twitch. Um, but uh, they have developed it as a platform. There's nothing tying it to the characters that they've put. So they could just, you know, design seven characters called like Meebe and Dos. Uh, and then put them in the. In, Can we just in... do this for the podcast in the future? It's like oh, AI generated AI yeah. the podcast. <laughs> just yeah. talk about Chris for an hour. It'd be easy. <laughs> I I don't think I'm being unrealistic when I say more things are going to do this, and the quality of it is going to significantly improve. But and it's not going to take very long. But I don't think they can ever sort of match. They can never match like the 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 combination of like incredible writing and performance coming mm-hmm. together yeah, it's not yeah it's not it's gonna a... yeah i don't think they're gonna take netflix off whatever streaming service um seinfeld off whatever streaming service it is and then replace it with this anytime soon no. <laughs> but yeah you know it, it is it is an intriguing thing um i might check it out despite never watching an episode of seinfeld sound... this might be the first episode of seinfeld i ever watch so. it sounds like the equivalent to sitcoms that what like salty bets is to like that's exactly what fighting. I say in the article. Yeah, I say yeah, salty okay. bet and uh, Twitch plays Pokemon. It feels like that for just a new like, thing, really. Yeah, like a little <laughs> like novelty a, on the side. Yeah. Exactly, like a little current fascination. But I, I don't know. Here's me laying my flag in the ground. It's it's the start of something. 
There we go. Yeah. And we'll never hear of it again. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about TV video game adaptations. Obviously, The Last of Us uh, has come along. And, you know, not that there haven't, you know, been valiant efforts in the past, but it has blown everything out of the water. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think we've all, you know, everyone's realised that's because they've adapted what is already a great story with fantastic characters into a TV show rather than a world or a mascot or, you know, some music and turned it into a TV show. That's why it's so good, because the fundamentals are there. So we thought, why don't we, you know, what would we want to follow in the footsteps? So we're going to we're gonna pitch our kind of what we'd want to see is the next big video game adaptation that you know transcends transcends video games and everyone would want to watch um i've just said that now that wasn't what i briefed everyone on no so, not uh, at all but, <laughs> <laughs> I mine would of, do that what, do I, what would i like to see this is it that's, uh, that's we're not literal. gonna like take turns or draft these we're just gonna we're just gonna like we're gonna just pitch them basically so you the listener can decide Maybe you let us know which one of these you'd commission for TV you'd want to watch. Um, we've got like six categories, so everyone had to pick A, the video game it's based on, the streaming service or production company they'd want to make it, uh, the director slash showrunner of it, so, you know, the visionary in charge. Um, I was just going to put me down, but I didn't for mine. I reckon I could do it, though. Uh, do you? <laughs> I, I, absolutely. Just... Yeah, uh, give me time and money. Uh, a star, a co-star, it could be a villain, whatever. Just two actors, basically, in it. And a secret source. This was going to start off as a draft thing. We're not doing it as a draft thing. We're just picking. So one more thing you think that you'd want to make this thing amazing. So um, who, who, who wants to go first? I've only got one. You guys got two, so I might come up with one on the spot in a bit. But... Um, Shall I just go first? Because I do yeah, only have one, it. and that gives me time to think of another one in a bit. Right, it's not going to surprise anyone. I'm not going to. I'm not going to be like, "Oh, here's this thing you've never heard of." Red Dead Redemption Two. I knew you were going to say it. Well, it's my favourite game, Dale. <laughs> of course, I'm going to say it. But also, like, not to step on your pitch, um, but do you not also feel like it's already like that quality? Like, what? What would the last of us? Wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, Fair sit down. Let me speak. <laughs> right. <laughs> This already um, seems inevitable now that we've met. Yeah. We've said that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like um, I don't know if Rockstar would let it happen. If they did, I think they'd want to do it themselves. Um, they did make one film, The Football Factory, about twenty years ago. Not the same level of prestige <laughs> to this, but um, I'd want I'd want it on HBO. I'm not messing about. They know what they're doing. They've got the high quality bar, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna go with the obvious for me and say Paul Thomas Anderson. I don't want that, and I don't want to. He's a film man. These guys are film men, Pete, as well. But I'd want them. I I think they could do an amazing job. I'm gonna have the Cohen brothers, okay, uh, in Ooh. charge of my. Red I think Dead that's it. I think that's a good shout. It's good. You know, they've they got a little bit of levity in there as well. Yeah, exactly. Like they've got the Western Chops. Their remake of True Grit is fantastic. Buster Scruggs, good fun. Uh, they've got. They've, 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 they know how to do this. Oh, brother, where are they? Not really a Western, but it's got a bit of this energy to it as well. Mm. Same uh, sort of time period-ish. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't I want the Coen brothers doing this. And I'm imagining, like, my Red Dead 2 TV shows kind of... You could split it, what? There's probably one, two... There's at least three, like, solid seasons there. It, it does chapterize itself quite nicely, I think. And you could even go, you know, into Red Dead 1 once you're finished as well. But, um... I I I think the Coen Brothers would be good because they can do the serious stuff like No Country for Old Men. They've got the the kind of tension line. That's where the No Country for Old Men is where I lean into for my star. I mean, Josh Brolin is just Arthur Morgan. 
It's mm-hmm. it's very obvious. I don't. That's really good. You know, yeah. who else would like? He he looks like him. He sounds a bit like him. Like he is kind of just him, and he has that kind of. He can be very endearing and kind, but also, you know, you could see him doing some nasty stuff if he needed to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling, oh, well. and he's kind of the right age. You need him to be in his fifties. Um, but here's where my my Dutch. I'm not gonna go. I've got two options. One on, is say him. Well, one's a dream one. <laughs> uh, one's a dream one. It's not it, these aren't off. I know you you think I'm gonna say it's not. It's not. Yeah. He's retired, Dale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <but> still, you, <laughs> could get, you were talking about you can make the show. I'm sure you could get him out of retirement as well. <laughs> I think he's too old. I want Denzel Washington. Okay, interesting. Mm. Because he's pretty old film, as well. <laughs> yeah, he's what sixty. He's not. Uh, how old's Daniel Day Lewis? Uh, yeah. A bit older. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> God, he's, look, look one's retired and one isn't. All right, sorry. Sixty, sixty-five, <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis. Look, he's not as. I don't think he's physically imposing enough. Uh, for me, I would want. I would he want Denzel. Yeah, if you've but it it really get in. It, it'd probably do a Dutch accent, and we're like, "No, we don't need a Dutch accent, Daniel. We do not need that." Denzel sixty eight, <laughs> by the way, three years <laughs> <He's> older. older. <laughs> Look, but does he does he seem it though? No, there we go. Okay, um, <laughs> Denzel could do this. Like he's got that perfect combination of like just limitless charisma, but also can be terrifying when he needs to. Like if you've seen Training Day, if you've seen. Uh, American gangster. He can be like the suave. It's like he could convince a whole group of people to follow him to do, but also if he needed to absolutely destroy your kneecaps, I think. So <laughs> I want Denzel and he's got that good like bellowing voice. Yeah. My other option was a bit more left field. It was going to be Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I, also I like think, that. Yeah, I feel like he's definitely got the charisma side of be like, oh yeah, I'd, 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 I'd follow you. I don't know if he's ever gone full evil. But I'd like to see it. What about, I've not, do you know what? It's like, it's a, I'll admit this right now. I've never watched True Detective, even though I feel like a shit. But he's he's evil in that, right? No, no. No, he's one of the policemen. He's got like a, maybe a little bit of a, he's not, you know, a pure soul. But right, okay. I was, I was, so I was thinking of True Detective. So I was thinking, oh, maybe even Woody Harrelson would be an interesting uh, uh, choice. But there we go. Um, But yeah. that would be, and then my secret sport, my secret source. I did actually say I wouldn't be able to get Daniel Day Lewis out of retirement. But my secret source <laughs> would actually be resurrecting Ennio Morricone <laughs> for okay. the music. Nice. <laughs> You're all over the place here with your rules, mate. Yeah, yeah, I can resurrect the dead in this. Um, yeah, we have to. Invent if I'm doing necromancy. a western, <laughs> I want the western film composer for this. So I'm getting Morricone. So I mean, who isn't watching that? I've just seen they've released Gary Glitter from prison. That's that's what? a tangent point. <laughs> There's no way that's getting in the show, right? Yeah, yeah, it is yeah, now. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what have they done that for? Anyway, let's... Um, <laughs> Probably not worth diving into this, is it? Where, where'd you go from here? Um, Dale, what's your uh, what's your pitch? Right, so I've got I've written three whole pitches. Three? Yeah. I just because originally when we were pitching this, we were talking about the competitive aspect of it, so I was covering my bases. I'm gonna think another one. I'm, but I'm thinking maybe I say all the free games to you, and then you guys choose which one. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's a good idea. So I've got like unique pitches for all three. Okay, so the three are Mass Effect. I also have they're Mass doing Effect. that. They're doing that one. <laughs> mate. So I'll, yeah, so I'll skip Mass Effect then because Matt's got it as well. Uh, the other one, Final Fantasy VII and Grim Fandango. 
Well, Grim Fandango. I, w- I do want to hear about Grim Fandango. Okay. Uh, I, w- I won't lie. They're already doing Mass Effect as well. Come on, lads. Amazon are doing it. Is it actually Amazon? Fucking hell. Shit. I oh, actually wrote down Amazon as I well. I also wrote sure Amazon. It. <laughs> I didn't know. Really I funny honestly to see, didn't know. It'd be very funny to see what we had the same thing, actually, to be honest. Well, I mean, uh, very roughly. Mm-hmm. My <laughs> thing with Mass Effect was I wanted them yeah. to just, like, not really follow the follow the core beats of the story, but just do their own complete thing and explore worlds and mm-hmm. explore new characters. Anyway, that's not the idea. Uh, so Grim Fandango, I'm thinking... A sort of Manny Calavera as a sort of case by case solve like a story of the week, a new person coming into oh, the, okay. the land so of the dead. You're not really doing the story necessarily. No, no. So well, I mean, maybe over maybe over like four seasons that was eventually yeah, the story. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, yeah, case by case, sort of you know, monster of the week, not a monster, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely uh, would like someone. I was, I really had this sort of. Breaking Bad vision of it in my head. Well, that's what I was saying. This sounds it could be like Better Call Saul, couldn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I did write. Well, I I was torn. I wrote down either Vince Gillian or Greg Daniels as the showrunner because Daniels. I feel like be this a is a comedy too, show. Yeah. Okay. But it, I you, mean, go on. Are you? I'm trying just to just imagine this. Maybe you'll get onto this. Is it live action? So I haven't decided because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm torn because part of me thinks like this would be a really cool like Netflix show in terms of animation because they would give them free reign to just get crazy and weird with it. Mm-hmm. But I also do think there's something interesting See, about it being live action. For me, if you were doing it like animated and Netflix were involved, you've got to go Del Toro, especially if for the Mexican stuff as well. But I don't know if he's not necessarily a comedian. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm not imagining vision. it. Yeah, exactly. I'm imagining it very light and sort of the yeah. dark elements are for more like uh, cocoa, I suppose, than mm-hmm. um, than than the other yeah, side yeah. of things. Uh, so yeah, let's they, stick with Instagram. But Greg Daniels, I was thinking because maybe there is a, a sort of situational comedy element to it as well, and he's like you know Parks and Rec, The Office. He's like the king of running those sort of shows mm-hmm. as well. Uh, in terms of stars, so for Manny. <laughs> I had two choices, and one, it just felt like the it just felt like the obvious choice, especially seeing some of his junket material recently, and how funny and he is in I real life is Pedro who Pascal. It is. In a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then I was like, part of me is like, am I being racist here? So was, no, I don't think I think you're being. <laughs> well, no, I'm just thinking, am I, appropriate, I think. but am I typecasting him just because yeah he's a no, Hispanic no. dude? Stick him in the role. So I thought I need another option, and my other option was who's somebody who's can be quite dry, but also is just endlessly funny when he's doing it are you talking so about me yeah <laughs> i'm not talking about you i'm talking about nathan fielder oh that'd be great <laughs> that would be absolutely bizarre what is that <laughs> i just thought I'd he makes you laugh all the time I'd... but he doesn't he doesn't do slapstick jokes I would absolutely... i'm just imagining yeah. him like in skeleton makeup now yeah exactly what a bizarre um, show in terms of, uh, so I wrote for co-star, I've got Glottis as the one I wanted to talk about. Absolutely. And I was just like, right, you just need someone who's like a big presence on screen, who's just crazy, but yeah, also what like- What does Glottis look like in this? Well, that's why, that's why I want it to be live action, because I'm just imagining this like 15 foot giant orange monster man. Um, but I thought of the character that sort of summarised that for me was Adam Devine, who is- okay. He, I think he's a really funny performer, but he's also got this real lovable charm about him all the time. But he has mm-hmm. this sort of unbridled rage underneath the surface. And it, yeah, I could just see it. Imagine Nathan Fielder and Adam Devine as Manny. He's also someone that stuck on me. Do you know he's like, he's pretty much 40. 
What? Yeah, I mean, I some of it, there's yeah. lots of us that are pretty much forty, mate. But yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but he he still in my head he's still like he looks like he's got a, a youthfulness to him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Yeah. 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 Uh, what were the other notes? Um, oh, kind of that's kind of everything. The only the secret source thing I couldn't think of something good, so I just write Michael Slovis who did the cinematography on Breaking Bad and yeah. um, Better Call Saul. So I, I just want to see <laughs> it look like show? Breaking Bad. <laughs> I, I, I could I could also imagine Seth Rogen's voice coming out of Glottis. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, that's pretty good. That is I think he'd do it too. Yeah. He'd love to be a little yeah. big guinea pig. Is he a guinea pig? I can't remember. <laughs> he's like I just think he's, he's a, a thing. He's a, a thing. monster <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I'd watch. Do you know what? I'd watch it. Yeah, give it to me. Yeah, um, Matt. What are you going with Mass Effect or are you going? Yeah, with let's chat else? about Mass Effect. Uh, so I think. For this, I also had Amazon Prime. I, I think it just works. Maybe it's because they've got Picard. Like maybe that's they've the... got money. I mean, they've all got money. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If there's anybody that's going to make a massive space show, I think that just makes sense. Um, for the director and showrunner of this, I don't know if either of you have seen the show Industry. No, I haven't. Um, fantastic thing. It's about uh, banking in the UK. Um, I've heard it described as like, what if like it was skins, but uh, about like finance. <laughs> Oh, okay. um, yeah, it's just about city boys getting into trouble. But um, <laughs> the two of them have this this way of doing like bureaucratic jargon um, and about like there being these power structures and the difference between like, you know, people on a lower level and a higher level. I thought that would be really useful for stuff with the council, like have the politics of the Citadel be about like who's in charge of what area. Or, like, Can they do space runs- battles? Maybe. <laughs> There's not a lot of action in industry, I'll, I'll grant you that. Um, I think because of the um, Amazon Prime uh, like overlap, I think that for the star of this, you do uh, Female Shepherd and you go for mm-hmm, the boys' Erin Moriarty. Okay. Um, who I think could like I think she's got a commanding presence. I think she's got some levity too. Mm-hmm. She needs to be able to do both things. I think, yeah, pretty good choice for this. Yeah, she could do it. Yeah. Um, but for the co-star, that's the real shine for this. Which character um, are you picking? God, you yeah, obviously so have to have the comedic um, relief for this be Rex. Okay. Uh, and I would have Rex be played by Will Arnett. Okay. <laughs> Good voice yep. for it. Exactly. Yeah, can, it's like voice it. first. You know. yeah. God, I love Rex. Um, and so for the secret source of this, I think very similar to um, The Last of Us, you have an episode three genre shift be totally different from what the rest of the show is going to be, but it goes flat out awful horror. And it's the first episode where Shepard is exposed to the beacon. So is flooded with all of that awful imagery. I'd have it be like full, like Cronenberg body horror stuff, like, or like (laughs) people getting blown up. Like it would be disgusting and nobody would want to watch the rest of it. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you didn't think that's Fantastic. true. That's how you sell people. Isn't it? Yeah. I'd watch it. Like, are yeah. we? God, is the thing is, people would want to see the end of this. God, it can't be a one season then done with Mass Effect. It has to, it has to mm. reach its I was end. I'm also thinking that too. Yeah, because it's already got three seasons worth of material and an opportunity I mean, for fans I, to like actually get something that was more cohesive with their vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they'd complain a little bit less because there's not as much um, you know, choice in watching a TV show. It just kind of plays out as they expect so it to. So a cool thing with a Mass Effect TV show as well, it could also be a little bit like lost in a way where it's like, you know, because you've got all those loyalty missions, 
it could be like, oh, this episode, we're going off with Garrus and we're mm. doing this whole thing about finding out about Garrus's backstory mm-hmm. and life. Like, there's a, there's a lot of scope there for all sorts of crazy things you can do. Also, I just want to point out on my list, I had... <laughs> I was writing for. I wrote Garris as my co-star, and I decided I wrote Michelle Rodriguez. That'd be pretty so, good. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking. I was like, we want to. I want to do something different. And then I was thinking, yeah, like, yeah. who's a strong woman who like feels like she's been in wars all the time? I mean, like, Garris, they did. That's it. They did already give it a go. What ten years ago? Didn't they? I think it even got like a few seasons. I never watched it. Um, but it is weird. This kind of just been completely forgotten. Mm. That. It was already kind of dumb, but not obviously not in a good enough way. But no, yeah. you need a big I'd, budget with this as well. Yeah. Exactly, you'd need a, you'd need rings of power level level exactly, budget for yeah. this. But look, fingers crossed, because that's they've got the you know Mass Effect does have a good story there. It's not it's not as good a story as Last of Us in my opinion, but it does have a cast of characters that could be very fun. So. I'd, I'd watch that. Anyone got any else they want to mention before we move on? Uh, I haven't really uh, yeah. thought of another idea. Um, let's well, do. I had the uh, Final Fantasy VII one as well, which I can just yeah, go well, over quickly. It's a TV the, series. Yes. So, and the reason being because although you know we've had the Final Fantasy VII remake, that was obviously the original story. That was only a very small snippet of the original story, and I really, really, really don't like the end of that story and i don't like what it sort of says for the future of that series whereas Mm -hmm. i just want to see the actual original story which i think is a masterpiece told over like a five season arc or something i feel like that is achievable um Mm -hmm. so yes it's more out of necessity for me because i feel like we're not getting that story retold in a modern format and i'd like to see it done um so i think in terms of showrunner, it'd have to be Craig Mazin because he's proven that he's a guy who knows how to adapt immediately and like mm-hmm. get it exactly the same, but in a like a very faithful way. What would um, you um what would you call the show? It'd be so weird to like have a show called Final Fantasy Seven. The Final Fantasy. Yeah. Done. There <laughs> was a movie called Final <laughs> Fantasy already, I suppose, wasn't there? Cloud. Mm. Yeah, that's a bit rubbish. Strife. Yeah. So <laughs> um in terms of him, by the way. Take your pick, Robert Patterson. I'll do it. Timothy oh. Chalamet. Which oh. one? <laughs> Chalamet. Simon sure. Cardi, right up there. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> Chalamet kind of does have weirdly the. Fa- I could see him with that weird, yeah. with the spiky 100%. bleached hair. I think Patterson's be really too good. old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like to me, Cloud's like twenty-one. Ooh. Patterson yeah. could be Zach, probably. Ooh, yeah. And like, also take your pick from Barrett. <laughs> oh, no, no, we don't need Tom Holland in more things. Everything, <laughs> take, everything. Take your pick for Barrett. I've got Dave Batista or Winston Duke as well. Who oh, I think yeah, Winston Duke, absolutely. Oh, he'd be great yeah, so as good. Barrett. Yeah, I did actually watch uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever on Disney Plus because it arrived two days ago. I can't believe how dull that film is. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about. Yeah, it, so yeah. I don't really like talking about things I don't like too much, but. It's definitely one that I I watched it and I thought, yeah, there's there's merit here, but will I ever watch it again? I was I bored. Like? Yeah. I, I like. I don't know. I, I appreciate. It. There's a lot of lot of heart and soul behind that film, and Angela Bassett does deserve the nomination again. She's she is very very good in that film. But mm-hmm. I just I was I thought I'd really like Namor and his whole like clan of people. Found it really boring. But yeah, I thought their backstory was the most interesting part of that movie. But yeah, just I, that I've... that the fight scenes are just lifeless. There's also, did you find there. you're just getting an attack here? Did you find like I forget the name of their underwater sea? But did you feel like 
not at any point does this feel like a city. It feels like about 15 people the, I, hanging um, around. I don't, I don't want to slam on DC stuff because I do like some of it. It just reminds me of Aquaman and that's not good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there we go. Yeah, wasn't for me. Um, I'm excited to see where it's heading, though. I did like that. And mm-hmm. do you know what? I really liked her Riri as Ironheart. So I'm, I, I look forward to seeing more of her, actually. But there we go. That's my little mini review. Of, I, I'd give it a 6 out of 10. It's fine. I was just quite bored. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Oh, there we go. Uh, what now? Do you know what? It's been a while. We're going to do it. Let's do an endless search. Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Yeah, 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 and ones and twos. We got the games going to play for you. Inside, I've got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games going to play for you. Inside, I've got a question for you. Is it endless search? Hello, hello, hello. This is from Joe. Not Joe Scrabbles, another Joe. No. Doesn't put his surname. Uh, he says, hey gang, here's a reverse game of bad reviews for good movies. So um, we, th- that was the infamous untitled game, which yeah, in my head I decided was called One Star is Born. 
and that's what it should be called. Uh, But yeah, this is the opposite rules of that. So it's going to be good movies, but we're sorry, we're bad movies with good reviews. Oh, okay. Probably not as fun to read out, but you know, well, it is mad to think. You know, people think Sack's complete uh, nonsense is actually good. Uh, so he's sent us a list of 11 movies so pick and choose I think I'll pick 5 and you know we'll, we'll just we'll just see how, see we how go. it goes yeah cool so uh, these are generally considered to be bad films I'm just looking through the list now I hope you've picked um, films that are actually bad and it's not like here's a 5 star review of The Godfather it's like so yes it's 5 stars yeah every one of these I've seen which is about 7 of them they are yes terrible films so okay. I, think, I, th- I think we can yeah we can get to them cool. right let's start off with uh, the first one. The headline to their quote was quite funny. And he said, for a kid's movie, this might be one of the best movies made over the past couple of years. It's quite disturbing to hear grown-ups talking bad about the movie because it didn't fit their expectations. So it's I'd like, a- like if this wasn't a kid's movie. That'd be very funny. <laughs> it says the last couple of years. I'm guessing this wasn't actually written like now. <laughs> no, no. Oh, sausage party! Oh, that's a that's a good shout. Was that like targeted at kids? No, no that's why I think it'd these be reviews very funny. can be wrong. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, like, a really uh, kind of maybe a really bad. I don't know. Well, I'm okay, done. we'll move on. We'll yeah, move, move on. on. Number four, uh, great family fun. If people would stop comparing it to the first two movies, they'd actually see the quality it offers viewers. This is fun, suspenseful, and quite sweet. Uh, Spider-Man 3? No. And these are these are bad movies? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Unanimously agreed on the internet they are bad. <laughs> oh, oh, I've got an... Hmm. Anyway, how bad my guess for that? I'm going to be moving on, Matt, unless you've got anything... I'm moving on. Yeah. Uh, next one. This doesn't have a headline, but it says, I thought this movie was very creative with wonderful animation by the parrot and the rat. <laughs> <laughs> That's when they did it. They animated it. As a parrot I think and- that this could potentially be misleading. It's not. I just want to clarify, it's not an animation movie. What? Great. <laughs> animation is in like, I think like CGI or something. Or oh, I, can't okay. remember. Not, I don't remember this film very oh, well. Oh, so. uh, is it whatever Pirates of the Caribbean 3 is? No. World's End. Ugh, no, it's I not. Don't know. <laughs> is it Aladdin? Was there a third? Oh, it probably was, wasn't there? But yeah, no, it's not that. Uh, right, I'm moving on for two points. Ugh. It has superb acting and actors who spent quite a while making the best movie ever. I especially like The Traps. Is it? Oh, Home Alone is it 3? Trap? It is Home Alone 3, Simon. You get the two yeah. points. <laughs> I've never... Wa- I refuse to watch any non-Macaulay Culkin related Home Alone <laughs> products. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the last one was, this movie is the best of the series. Fucking hell. I only liked, <laughs> I only liked the first two really for Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern's slapstick and Laurel and Hardy humour. Look, I can't comment. I've never watched it. It could be a masterpiece. I've watched it. It's dog shit. I think I've watched <laughs> okay. it quite a lot as a kid. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, right. Moving on to the next one. Carly's got two points. For five points. I can't believe all the harsh reviews of this movie. I guess you all enjoy the fast-paced, empty comedy that is commonplace today. Maybe you are all so used to garbage that you'd give anything a bad review that's actually good. Not much of a clue. I mean, there. it's a comedy. 
<laughs> is it? <laughs> I don't know. That's what that's what I gained from that. Uh, what's a really bad? I don't know, I'm going to steal Matt's sausage party, so to okay, speak. No, going to steal Matt's sausage party. Uh, no, it's not that. Uh, Matt, are you going to guess this before I move on? No, God, okay, that's, that's awful. I don't even know if there was a clue uh, in that. I don't. For not really. For four points, uh, the title is uh, the perfect horror movie. I went to the theatre with my little brother and when we left, he was crying. I wasn't expecting this to be this scary, but it sure delivered. Bear in mind, that person thought it was a horror movie. The person thought it was a comedy movie. I don't know if it's either of those things. Oh, for God's sake. What is it then? There's no clues here whatsoever. Casper. No, not Casper. Right, for three points. Is that Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed? No, and you oh, rolled that know. subtitle off the tip of the tongue so easily there. <laughs> Look, I may have seen those films. Right. Uh, for Where's three the points, first one, I... Monsters Unleashed? Uh, uh, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Okay. No, it is uh, For three points, <laughs> I can honestly say I thoroughly enjoyed every minute. A must-see for musical lovers. It's a cat. It is cats. Oh, yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's a horror movie. <laughs> um, the other clues were: I cannot even comprehend all the negative reviews. The animatronics are great, and the singing and acting are pretty good. <laughs> it says, "Come on, we pretty much know the story and what to expect. This is cute." And uh, <laughs> the number one uh, clue was scary. The most well thought out horror movie ever. You'll never ever look at your cat the same way again. <laughs> okay. God. Uh, right. Uh, we'll do a few more. Uh, yeah. Five points. I really enjoyed it. It was such a good comedy mixed with drama and thriller, but mostly comedy. You must see this movie. Yeah, these five point ones aren't very. What do I. Yeah, Trinity. <laughs> No, not Blade Trinity. Think of a film I don't think is very good. Uh, <laughs> Joe would be good at this game is Jesse. He'd absolutely nail this. Uh, he's really. seen all these nonsense films. Yeah. And he won't listen to this so I can talk about him all you want. <laughs> Slag him off. <laughs> uh, what was okay, that bad on. film um, with Mitchell? The Magicians, was it? Was that all it was called? Let's go with that. It was, it, it was called that, but it's not that, no. Uh, for four points. The movie is good. A classic. It's only misunderstood. It's not an it's erotic no. movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> it's not, they can, that can be both. Yeah. Is it Defending Basic Instinct little, 2? No, it's not Basic Instinct 2. Uh, you're, on the right, you're on the right track. No. Is it Alien? No. <laughs> okay. Wait, that's not. That's a good Someone movie. Someone thinks that's, that's not a bad film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, mm. I'm moving on. Yeah. Uh, for three points. Really a very funny movie. Hey, Come on, guys. Where's your sense of humour? This movie is based on a book by Carl Heisen, I think. The master of comedy slash thrillers set in southern Florida. I feel like that, there's, there's some big clues there, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, road Trip? No, that's a good movie, mate. Mm, sorry. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's fine. it's fine. It's fine. Good. Yeah. I feel like I should have got it from... I was on the right track with Basic Instinct too. I mean, sort of like <laughs> in the same stratosphere, Florida. Yeah. Hmm. Right, I'm moving on. I'm moving on to the yeah. two pointer. I'm guilty of overlooking this little gem when it first released. 
probably suffering from the demi overload at the time or something. Oh, what's it called? Striptease? Yeah, it's striptease. Yeah. I don't know this one. Two points. Is my life better for not knowing it? It's just infamously bad. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine uh, a lad at the pub that's like, oh, you know my favourite movie? Oh, Striptease, mate. Gotta see that one. <laughs> I like the person who's like, it's not erotic movie. It's just good. All right. It's like, well, it is pretty groy. Um, yeah. And for the last clue was, okay, so it's a movie about a stripper, but I loved it and I don't care who knows it. I'm a huge Annie Lennox fan and Demi Moore was great <laughs> dancing to her songs. <laughs> yep, that's everyone... Uh, don't know. I okay. have nothing to add. I have nothing to add. All right, we're going to do two more. We got this one for five points. Great for the kids and funny. I thought this movie was great for the kids and entertaining. I enjoyed it, and so did my kids. <laughs> sausage party. <laughs> Scooby Doo uh, two monsters on. I don't think sausage party is on this list at all. Just want to just lock that in. Okay. Right? What about Scooby Doo two <laughs> monsters unleashed? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on Uh, this brings back memories the main thing about this movie sorry the main thing this movie had was when the 90s nostalgia reminded us most of our childhood sorry the main thing this movie had was the 90s nostalgia reminding us most of our childhood we've been waiting for the sequel for almost 20 years now and we finally got it oh that's that's a decent clue yeah uh, Van Wilder to the Rise of Taj. <laughs> it's not that, no. Try a bit of a bad sequel to a 90s film. That, that's all I've got to do here. Mm. Uh, hmm. There's a, the next clue. I feel like you're going to get it. Yeah, go, move on. Right. No idea why this movie has such a low rating. Maybe all the bad reviews are by basketball fans who root for another team. Space... Jam, uh, what was the new Space Jam called? Space Jam 2. Uh, is it uh, a new legacy notes, or something? It is a new legacy, and on the notes yeah. it says probably Space Jam 2 would be acceptable. So oh, yeah, it's good that you get it in three points. <laughs> Not Airbud, I'm afraid, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, good, good shout. Uh, the other clues were like a masterpiece. Mike. Like, <laughs> the clues are a masterpiece, fantastic, brilliant, bold, eccentric, and magnificent. Bold. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron is a terrific actor and the CGI and the WB references are pure gold. Gold. And the final clue was the moral of this story was just to have fun and this movie delivers on just that. As a basketball fan and a Looney Tunes fan, I love this movie. <laughs> I love the joke about them. The joke in the movie about them not being able to find Michael Jordan so they find Michael B. Jordan. Very funny. <laughs> so actually, I'll grant it back. Yeah. It's almost like they based a whole film on that one joke. Yep. Cardi, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have seven points and Matt, you have three. So it's all Ooh. to play for on these, on these first mm. couple of clues, mate. Uh, but this is the last one. I really couldn't disagree more with everyone on this site. I think the movie is one of, if not the greatest film ever made. The seriousness of the entire movie as a whole is overwhelming. The director's sheer ability to create a certain atmosphere when shooting is exciting and fresh. It's got to be The Room. Uh, it's not The Room. Is it that is Cowboys a- and Aliens? <laughs> no, no. We can have to debate all day about whether The Room is good or not, but you can't deny it's entertainment, entertaining oh, yes. more than most films. <laughs> Can we debate that it's good or not? It's clearly not good, but it's no, it's, it's a terrible. brilliant watch. But yeah. <laughs> is it? You know, it's it's more entertaining than a freestyle film in my in my. I'd rather watch, watch The Room than Black Panther: Wakanda Forever again. 
That's a, that's a bold <laughs> statement. I would. Uh, I'd um, laugh at that at least. Yeah, what? that's true. Um, I like. I never strike. You never strike me as somebody who um, really likes to go at a film. Like you always. Like, if you don't I like, appreciate it, you kind of say nothing. I appreciate like art in something to sound yeah. wanky. I, pre- no, I find I'm, something to enjoy. I just don't like. But being you were bored. really going in in Black Panther as well. I was just bored. I was just bored. I'm not good. It's it's fine. It's just. <laughs> I think it's because I loved the first one so much, and that's so exciting. Right. And like, just this wasn't. <laughs> okay. But there we go. <laughs> You'll be known forever as the Black Panther hater from now on. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, back to the clues for four points. This movie is fun, and the sad thing is, most people are too close-minded to see that. The general consensus seems to be they're in a movie. It's going to be awful. They're in a movie. Rob Schneider. So, <laughs> uh... <laughs> what Rob? Pick a Rob Schneider. Film. Yeah. Uh... The animal. The animal. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they're in a movie. It's going to be awful. I don't know. M- m- All right, I'm moving on. Battleship. No. Because Rihanna's in it. Yeah, but, and I don't even dislike like Rihanna. That's <laughs> what people might think that. Um, he dislikes, but there's a pattern emerging here, mate. Well, I, like, I, I, said, I just said I like Rihanna. <laughs> yeah, I tried to get Beyonce tickets this morning because my Spurs season ticket got me priority. I got in wow. pretty early in that queue. St- 350 quid, the cheapest ticket. I might mm. still try and go. Because Lemonade yeah. is one of the greatest films mm. in the last 10 years. Let's move on. Right, yeah. Three points. <laughs> when I was seven, this movie came out, and it was the biggest thing around. Everyone wanted to be them. After they split up and weren't cool anymore, everyone forgot about this movie. Oh. Them is a, uh, a lot of weight on there. It's got to be... Is it Spice World? It is Spice World, oh. the movie. <laughs> you know what? I'll I'll go to bat for Spice World. I think genuinely good. I, okay. I never saw it. I so maybe on. maybe you wrote one of these last two comments. Yeah. Matt. So the other two comments are just what you expect from a Britpop low-budget movie. <laughs> There's loads of them. Uh, <laughs> I was a very early tween when they dominated the world. And I remember the film coming out to cinemas, counting down the days till I could go see it. It's not really a review, is it? It's just talking yeah. about the build-up. And uh, the, the other one was, makes me want to zig a zig To be a teenage girl when they were around, there was no better time to be 12. I admit it. I was such a fan of the girl power group. <laughs> That's it. I'm glad people enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, that was actually surprisingly more fun than I thought it might be <laughs> well that's always good when, it, when we <laughs> design things we think might be bad um, th- who sent that in again thank you for uh, that. his name was Joe um, I don't want to read out Joe. his email alias Yo, no, uh, dox him <laughs> just dox no. him yeah exactly cheers <laughs> Joe good fun uh, speaking of feedback IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com always on for we're, what we talk about at the moment, remakes, weird breakfasts. Um, Maybe what? live service games that you miss that aren't around anymore. Yeah, games that have died. That Are you good at that Knockout City is going? Do you still play it? Are you the one? Should we go? Should should we we get one a... last game? Or... <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, we should get that In going June. with some, yeah, some <laughs> listeners. Um, right. <laughs> I've got an email from Duncan. He says, um, duh, duh, duh. The most interesting types of remakes would be those that promised so much but fell short, mainly due to tech of the time. 
Two of which that come to mind are Trespass, yep, that Jurassic Park game with the floaty <laughs> hand and rather questionable health system, and a game called Boiling Point. Do you guys know Boiling Point? No, no, I no. Have you heard of it? Um, Duncan explains it, but it's um, I, I I have heard of this game. I didn't play it though. It's one on, that Duncan says he followed for some time across previews and made a day one purchase back in the early two thousands. Go take a look at the wiki and see what it offered. It's an open world RPG FPS with many unique aspects. Sadly, the tech of the time didn't really help the ambition of the game. It could be these days something. Yeah. It could be these days be something very special. A more hardcore RPG sort of Far Cry. Anyway, those are my thoughts. All the best. Thanks for everything from Duncan. I um it, yeah, it is kind of like a I think I believe it was a Ukrainian, Ukrainian game. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of I like I normally really like this sort of like Euro drank. Well, it's almost like, like we've yeah. got Atomic Heart coming out in a couple of weeks. It strikes me as kind of like mm. Atomic Heart but twenty years ago a little bit like that. So yeah. I don't think Boiling Point is making a comeback. I think it is no. firmly off the boil and not even at a simmer. It's just some oh, cold dear. water in a pan. Um, what have you Check got? out the film of the same name if you get the chance. Pretty Boiling good. Point, yeah. Bit of Stephen Graham. You cannot go wrong. Let's adapt that into a video game. Is that just is that just uh, overcooked? It's cooked, served, delicious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, who have we got an email from here, Matt? Well, let me scroll down and tell you. <laughs> Maybe read the bottom bit first, because then you can have a little go on how to pronounce it. Yeah, name. that's a good idea. It's just it's from boots. Chris. <laughs> it's from Chris Boots. <laughs> but I've been instructed it could be Boutes, Boutes, whatever <laughs> makes me happy. Uh, I'm going to go with B- Bottes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Chris. Uh, howdy, IGN UK crew. Following on from your talk about a worthwhile remake, there's one game I constantly find myself wishing for, Skies of Arcadia. Did you deliberately give this to me? Because I love Skies of Arcadia. Uh, I didn't know um, you did, but I kind of guessed yeah. you did. Yeah, I've got, I've got a Skies of Arcadia kind of vibe. I played it on the uh, the GameCube rather than the original Dreamcast release. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's me saying this, not Chris Bottes. Um, so... Uh, Chris follows by saying, not only would the standard JRPG side benefit from a current-gen update, but more importantly, the world and the other major gameplay elements involved with being a sky pirate and having ship battles would enjoy a mechanical and graphical overhaul while still maintaining what made the original game so great. It'd be nice to be able to get access to a copy without having to pay hundreds for the GameCube Legends edition since mine was lost in a move a long time ago. I didn't know it was that rare. I wish I'd kept my copy of it (laughs) because I had it back in the day. Um, yeah, either of you play Skies of Arcadia? No, nope. but it is one I've always looked at and gone, because I never owned a, a GameCube back mm-hmm. in the day. I've always looked at or and gone, oh, I would have absolutely loved this. So yeah, I'd be all for a remake or a re-release because mm-hmm. I would absolutely play the hell out of this. The thing that's kind of cool about it is that you had a home base, I think, for maybe the first time. Mm-hmm. So you could like have sections of it that made stuff that you could use as items. So like halfway through the game, basically you were just collecting people around the world that could like open up something that would be useful for you. Mm-hmm. And I always like that's where that came from. Like the idea of just being able to go back to somewhere and be able to get stuff. I'm always like into a bit of pirate stuff, so a bit, a bit of sci-fi mm. pirate stuff. Like I'm a one of those rare. Def- I haven't watched it in twenty years, but I always loved Treasure Planet as a kid. I don't know if you ever watched mm. that. I, I was big into Treasure Planet, so yeah. Also, it had a character who had a weapon that would get stronger based on stuff that you found around the world. There were like these seeds, so you had to look everywhere to be able to make sure that they got leveled up. It was kind of cool. Mm. Yeah, uh, remaster yeah. Skies of Arcade or remake it. There we go. 
do it. Yeah, it's bloody good. Check out Skies of Arcadia, get the chance, and you've got apparently a billion pounds. Yes, there you go. Dale, what have yeah. you got? I've got a billion pounds, but I'm not going to play it. So, sorry, mate. <laughs> okay, uh, you're just going to make Grim Fandango <laughs> with Seth Rogen. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Adam Devine. Yeah, but actually, okay. Seth Rogen was a better shout, actually, I think. Uh, anyway, this is from Phil Morgan. He says, greetings and duck hunt. Mm. Been loving all the breakfast food snack chat over the past <laughs> year or so. See, Dale, someone's into it. <laughs> I just... My question is whether we should do it in the intro or not. It definitely feels like a feedback Look, section it sort of breaks chat. the ice. <laughs> you eat an ice for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Anyway, where was I? Uh, I now only eat one meal a day for losing timber reasons. That doesn't sound healthy. I'm going to be honest. Mm. Anyway. Uh, however, I still love cereal when I'm off the diet. A long time ago, my mum showed me how she had her cereal, and since then, I can't have it any other way. So the method is, pour the cereal, usually craves as they are the best. Crave then I is pour, pretty good. Uh, are they? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Have they got chocolate inside them? Is yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah, like nah. Nutella, basic. They're a dessert for me. To, um, They're like a midnight to, snack. I completely agree. Yeah, you can't have them as like breakfast cereal. Mm. Also, they yeah. kind of, unless you let them soak for exactly the right amount of time, they can be kind of sharp on your top of your mouth. But I'm not, I'm not into chocolate for breakfast. But this, this is where I think the advice comes in on how to de-sharpen mm. your crave. Oh, okay. Uh, so then he continues. He says, then I pour a generous splash of boiling hot water on it. Nah, then, the de- <laughs> then the desired amount of milk. No sugar, as they're all sweet enough as they are. They call this it is the actually- Matt Jones of cereal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is actually a taste sensation. It heats up the cereal, softens nicely, but also leaves some nuggets of crunch here and there. Anyone else do this method, or is it just me and Mumsy? <laughs> um, well, if you just pour the milk and leave it for 30 seconds, you'll get the same effect, surely. Yeah. Why do you need the boiling? I've never heard of anyone putting boiling water I'm into on. It. It's a bit of danger mixing with your breakfast, isn't it? Like handling the I'm boiling a, water. I'm going to make myself a note to try this before next episode. But like how much, so. like, it says just a splash, but like, I don't want milk and boiling water mixing. It's like, a generous well, it's, that's splash. That's what a tea or a coffee is, isn't it? But mm. <laughs> um, like, I have like hot, like, if, like, I think I spoke about it last week. Uh, I'd have Weetabix hot most of the time. So you just put like, it in a bowl in with some, though, right? yeah, microwave the milk in with uh, the biscuit. But I do want to use this opportunity now that's been prevented, uh, presented to me. <laughs> there is a character in uh, Fire, Emblem, Fire Emblem Engage whose whole personality is this. It's whether or not they water down milk. Like That's really? all of the conversations that they have. And you said these characters um, weren't good. <laughs> yeah, I, so that's why I want to bring it up that I've kind of changed my mind. I think that they are actually really good. They just, <laughs> well, they're not very good at the start, the but I've swung back around. Yeah, you wouldn't like, get I that think, in your your Seinfeld AI show, mm, would you, mate? You wouldn't yeah. have watering down milk. <laughs> and if it goes long enough, they'll water down milk on the show. <laughs> good stuff. Uh, Phil signs off with saying regards and acknowledged the ocean, which I read as acknowledged the Queen first time mm. round. Do you know what I did? Just, that's weird, isn't it? How, how you, well, isn't it weird how the brain works? Mandela effect it used to say that we shifted yeah um no more queen anyway uh ign underscore uk feedback at ign.com uh i think what we're gonna play a bit of knockout city at the end aren't we because yes please it's uh i've forgotten exactly what song it was but uh it's bloody good yeah we'll get Uh, it and yeah go check out cowboy bebop if you've never seen it yeah or knockout city because you've got four months who knows (laughs) like people might listen to this and have a surge in players and go let's keep it going yeah (laughs) Probably not. Uh, right, yeah. Have a, have a good good week and a selection of us. I don't know who it is. We'll see you next week. 
Wander with us into a world of magic. Do you lack magic? Ever since I was born, I could hear the spirits of the other world. Where old stories take on a new life. If you break even one of these conditions, the consequence is death. And the world is teeming with possibilities. It's midnight, girls! They're here! Get ready to change! Well, for the last time, we're not kissing, Fritz! <laughs> Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with as you've never heard them before. You are no more than a demon! Okay, Gown. Let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales. <laughs>